The book of Dvarim mostly is written first person. So we're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu's words, what he's, his experiences. Returning to the subject of judging you, I said, it could be argued, although judging you by myself entails awesome responsibility, it also earns great reward. So I should nonetheless want to judge you myself. He's explaining the inner thoughts of himself all the way back in the parsha of Yisra. He's now elaborating. But even if I wanted to, Hashem had specifically instructed me not to do so. So how then can I bear this burden myself? Furthermore, you're constantly complicating the legal process with your troublesome penchant for always producing new evidence and witnesses with your burdensome mistrust in me and with your constant strife because of which you're constantly going to court. How can I bear it all myself? So therefore Hashem told me to tell you, ready yourself for the appointment of men who are God-fearing, who command respect for their integrity, who are unattached to their wealth, who are righteous, wise, meaning insightful, understanding, which means they're able to deduce new laws from legal precedent, and who are known amongst the tribes for impeccable reputations. I will appoint them as your judges, treat them as your heads, meaning with proper respect, for as your judges, they will be responsible for inculcating you with moral integrity and therefore bear responsibility for your sins if you so choose. Now you would have you should have protested this plan, insisting on being led and judged by me personally rather than by my disciples. But you answered me and said, Great stuff! The plan you have spoken is good for us, because you believe that judges of lesser stature would be open to accepting bribes. Quite cynical. Moreover, when you saw that I was reluctant to implement the plan, you encouraged me to do it quickly. In setting out to implement it, however, I only found a sufficient number of men who possessed three out of the seven qualities— Righteousness, insight, and impeccable reputation. I did indeed find men of capable of basic deductive reasoning, just as I had when I was recruiting artisans to construct the Mishkan, but I did not find men possessing sufficient deductive powers to be able to derive new laws from legal precedent. I convinced these righteous, wise, and notable men to be the heads of your tribes by pointing out to them what an honor it would be to lead and judged the descendants of the patriarchs, people of Hashem love so dearly. So, he says, I, I made them dignitaries over you by enjoining you to treat them with respect, giving them the first right to buy, sell, state their opinions, enter, or leave a room. I then appointed them as leaders over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. I made these judges responsible for not only rendering judgment, for, but for executing justice as well. And I also appointed floggers over your tribes to help the administer, basically law enforcement, to do their job. I commanded your judges at the time, saying, you are no longer private individuals, you are public servants now. Therefore, hear disputes between your brothers, deliberate over them repeatedly, even if you've educated similar cases in the past, and therefore you would be inclined to make a quick decision. Furthermore, judge justly between every man and his fellow, even in cases between people, when one litigant makes accusations without productive evidence, and even in seemingly petty disputes over the division of inherited property. Oh boy, they even thought about wills those days. When there's a will, there's a war. When you appoint other judges, you must not favor persons with respect to criteria other than their ability to judge direct correctly. If you do, I will hold the one who made the appointment responsible for his appointee's errors in judgment. 
You must hear a dispute involving small amount of money just as readily as a dispute of a large amount. Do not postpone the former in defense of the latter. You must hear the claims of a poor person with the same impartiality as of a rich person. Do not rule in favor of a guilty poor person in order to force the rich litigant to force support him. And do not rule publicly in favor of a guilty rich person in order to safeguard his reputation. And then tell him privately that he should really, he's really guilty and pay the innocent. <clears throat> justice is justice and kindness is kindness. You must neither fear man nor withhold your words in account of any man for the ultimate responsibility for correct judgment is Hashem's. If you pervert justice, Hashem will be forced to redress any injustice you have caused. Bring to me any case that's too difficult for you and I will hear it myself. At that time, I commanded you to do all the things you should do in order to differentiate between civil and capital cases. After we had established your judiciary, as Hashem commanded us, we journeyed from Chorev and covered the entire great and frightening desert, which, as you saw, abounds with giant serpents and scorpions. We traveled towards the mountains of the Amorites, as Hashem told us, and we came as far as Ritma. I said to you there, you've arrived to the land of the Amorites, the strategic high ground of the land Hashem is giving us. Behold, God your God has set the land before you. Go up and take possessions of it. God of your Father has spoken to you. You should be neither afraid nor terrified, since Hashem will lead you to battle and lead the battle before you. But unfortunately, things didn't work out that way, as the story continues.